The Z-Ball Podcast is a casual conversation that occasionally delves into mature subjects and may contain vulgar adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Z-Ball Podcast and the NFL Conference Championship Weekend. And uh, joining me today to go over two exciting matchups that we have coming up this Sunday. uh, From the Bay Area, California, recurring guest on my podcast, diehard New York Giants fan, Syed. What's up, Syed? How are you? Uh, Good. How about yourself, Deshaun? Doing well. Uh, We haven't spoken in a while, uh, so a lot of stuff has gone on in these playoffs. So, But we're down to four teams. And uh, two conference championship game weekends, so let's get straight into it. First game we're going to be taking a look at is Green Bay versus Atlanta. Atlanta at home, giving six points in this one. Uh, What's your initial thoughts on this one, and who do you think will ultimately win? Um, You know, Aaron Rodgers had that amazing comeback last week where, well, it wasn't, Green Bay almost blew the game, but he had that amazing drive to close out that game. Um, and he, you know, every, everyone says he's he's probably the hottest player in the NFL right now dating back to the last eight or ten games of the regular season uh, as well. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Randall Cobb has come up big in the playoffs. Um, but, you know, the, the Falcons, I think they've had a big year. They've scored... They're the biggest offense in the NFL. They scored, I think, 71 more points than any other team in the NFL. Uh, they're going to be at home. Um, and I see this as the year that Matt Ryan breaks through. So, me, I'm going to go with the Falcons here. Uh, even though they have that line, uh, I, I think they're going to win big as well. Uh, I'm going to go 38-24. I think they're going to outscore the Packers, and I don't think the Packers will be able to keep up. Okay, definitely. Uh, Atlanta, definitely uh, on a five-game winning streak uh, coming into this game. Uh, Matt Ryan in those last, and that during that five-game winning streak, fourteen touchdowns to zero picks. Uh, excellent uh, running back combo with De- Freeman and Coleman. Uh, probably the one of the most explosive receivers in the game in Julio Jones and Matt Ryan MVP type season this year. I've never been a buyer on this guy, but uh, he's definitely coming around on me. He had an excellent season. And then on the other side, uh, Green Bay, winners of eight straight games. Aaron Rodgers playing absolutely spectacular, uh, making all types of different throws off one leg, across his body, running out of the pocket, pass rushers coming after him. Uh, during that eight-game winning streak, Aaron Rodgers, 21 touchdowns to one pick, uh, a quarterback rating of, I think, 118 during that streak, completing almost 70% of his passes. So, uh, two high-powered offenses, two very weak defenses in this matchup. Uh, how, how, how historic of a level do you think will compare this to if Aaron Rodgers is able to pull this off, getting to a Super Bowl and ultimately winning again with all the his top 
weapons injured and a very putrid, mediocre type running game. You know, I think it's definitely been impressive. And, you know, early in the year, he was struggling for his four or six games of the year. And people are saying, you know, he, you know he's fallen off. But I think he's brought, you know, and he had such a great end to the year, he brought himself back into the MVP discussion almost. Um, even though I think that's going to go to either Matt Ryan or Tom Brady. But, um, you know, it, it, if he's able to win this game and win the Super Bowl, he's, you know, there, people already say he, he might be the most talented quarterback ever. He'll start putting himself into more of the, the Manning-Brady discussion in terms of best quarterback of this generation, etc., Okay, I know we've seen uh, different types of qualities from quarterbacks. I mean, Manning uh, obviously was Peyton Manning was obviously pretty spectacular pre-snap at reading defenses, coverages, so forth. Brady's always had a good arm. Uh, typical cold weather type quarterback played well in all types of situations. But have we have we ever seen a, like a complete package like Aaron Rodgers who can get out of the pocket, stay in the pocket, read defenses pre-snap, post-snap? Uh, just cause uh, 12 man penalties, cause with his hard counts, cause defenses to jump offside. Have we ever seen someone who's this complete of a package at, at the quarterback position? Or what, what, what do we like compare Rodgers to? Is there anyone else like in the history of the game as a, at the quarterback position that you can say is kind of similar to Rodgers? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say he, yeah, you know, I'm not as big on Rodgers as some other people, but he does some things that you know, that nobody else does. You know, he he led the league. I think he had like 13 touchdowns on plays where it was a free play where he drew the defense offside, and like he he just you know he's able to take advantage of those situations. He's the best at getting the defense to jump, and then when he has that free play, he takes advantage. Um, you know, he's he, he's one of the best if not the best, like, Hail Mary thrower ever. He, we've seen him come up with so many Hail Marys, it's not just, like, luck anymore, you know? So the things like that, he's able to take advantage of certain weaknesses where I don't, I haven't seen anyone who's as good as him drawing people off sides or, you know, throwing that deep ball with no time remaining, you know? Uh, so things like that, you know, he definitely has a really good arm. Um, I don't think he's like the most accurate person ever, but uh, you know, he, he's a very accurate quarterback. He's not the most athletic quarterback, but he's able to pick up yards. Um, he's certainly not the best in the pocket either. He takes a lot of sacks, but you know, he, he he's very accurate. He's able to throw from all different angles, from all different. Um, kind of what they call floors, you know, he's able to throw it off balance from both feet, etc. rolling to his left, rolling to his right. Uh, he, he's just very versatile, and he knows how to take advantage of certain situations. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's spectacular to watch. Uh, I mean, can you almost say for him, I mean, most quarterbacks, like you mentioned, uh, the great ones throughout the history, they're they're quarterbacks who usually, for the most part, sit in the pocket. They're not really ones who get out of the pocket. But for as great as an arm as Rodgers has, uh, we can all almost make a very uh, sound argument. And I think you just did that 
he's almost better out of the pocket when once you let him get out of the pocket and make these off, awkward off-balance type throws than he is probably inside the pocket, right? Exactly. I mean, he might be the best ever, to, you know, in, in those sorts of situations where he's, you know, rolling to his left or rolling to his right, just evading the pass rush and, and throwing off-balance. Okay, definitely. Uh, I can't remember any other quarterback who's been able to do it as successfully as he has in those sorts of situations. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it was very uh, interesting to see last last week on the biggest throw of the game when he where he made to Jared Cook uh, across his body on one foot, and he threw a forty yard dart. And even after, as the ball is in the air and Cook is running to the sideline, you uh, if you take a close look, you see Aaron Rodgers. Signaling, signaling to Cook exactly how to tippy toe and catch the ball inbounds and get and get the Green Bay set up for the field goal. So I mean, he's just a very aware quarterback and he's very uh, exciting to watch as always. He's definitely one of the my favorites of all time to watch, and I think when his career is over, he's definitely going to be in the conversation. In my opinion, one of the five greatest, ten greatest quarterbacks ever. But uh, enough about that. I, I think we got a little too off track. Uh, you already gave your pick. You're going Atlanta minus six, correct? And you think they're going to win a blot. I'm going to go the other way on this. I'm going to think – I am I just think Green Bay is too hot and their offense is running uh, too well right now. I'm going to take them plus six, and I'm going to take them to win the game outright, 38 to 35. But I think it's going to be a very close one, high-powered type shootout, high, two high-powered offenses. And it it will be the last game in the Georgia Dome. So, as the Falcons will be moving over to a new stadium next year, uh, the Mercedes Benz Dome. So, uh, I'll take the Packers plus six, and I'll take them to win outright as well, thirty-eight to thirty-five. And you have them, you have the Falcons minus six and winning the game, thirty-eight to twenty-four. So we'll agree to disagree on that one, and then we'll move into the AFC Championship game. And for the third time in this century. The Steelers and Pats facing off in the AFC Championship game. Uh, I, I believe uh, both times before it was uh, both games were at Pittsburgh. This time around, it's at Foxborough, and New England's laying six points in this one. Uh, what do you think? I think this one's going to be a close game. You know, I think Antonio Brown's on his game. Le'Veon Bell might be the best running back in football. Um, and Ben Roethlisberger, you know, he, he has the experience and he has the talent um, to be successful in, in big-time situations. He's proven it in the playoffs. Um, but I think they're going up against probably the best coach in the history of football and the best quarterback ever, I think. Um, so I think the Patriots are going to pull this off, but I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be 28-24 Patriots. I think... Belichick and Brady come up with just enough plays to, to, to take down the killer bees. All right, definitely. Uh, so you got uh, Pittsburgh plus six in this one. Uh, getting into uh, Brady uh, being the best ever, uh, I mean, he's 39 now, and uh, he looked a little sluggish against Houston. Uh, is that just a, like a little one-game bump in the road, or do you, you kind of see some uh, warning signs or the future of kind of a little bit of a decline. Uh, what do you see for him uh, kind of moving forward? Well, I mean, I think Houston was successful in in, in the – there's one formula to beat Brady, 
you bring a pass rush up the middle and it disrupts him because he's not one of those quarterbacks who can get off out of the pocket, roll out, hit receivers in stride. He needs to be comfortable in the pocket to be successful. And, you know, the Texans were able to get in his face with, with Merciless and, and Jadavian Clowney going crazy. Um, now, even though Pittsburgh actually has been one of the top pass rushing teams in the league over the past 10, 15 games, um, I don't think they'll be able to get the sort of pressure you need to disrupt Brady. Um, so, in the end, I, th- I think the Patriots are going to pull this one off. Okay, definitely. And then on the other side for the Pittsburgh, uh, struggled to score touchdowns last week in the red zone against Kansas City. Both teams definitely in this game are facing uh, opposing defenses who are a lot weaker, than, in my opinion, than what they faced off in the divisional round. Pittsburgh, uh, Pittsburgh facing off against Kansas City on the road, and then New England hosting Houston, who had probably one of the better defenses in the league. So uh, I think both teams' offenses will look a lot better in this game. And the weather doesn't look like to, it's going to be a huge factor. It's I think it's weather's around mid forties, hot, low fifties, something like that. So I don't think that will be a huge factor. It doesn't look like it's going to snow or rain or anything like that. So I think both teams will be able to put up points on the board. Uh, but I just feel like the Patriots' uh, offense is stronger, even without Gronkowski. And I I just think they'll be able to put up, put up more points. Uh, what do you think? What was your whole take on the Antonio Brown thing after the game? Facebook living uh, <laughs> Mike Tomlin's uh, post game speech in the locker room. I mean, you see, like Mike Tomlin, you know, these coaches try to take every angle they can. He was, you know, bombing the Patriots. They're throwing, you know, saying we're the underdog. They already got the upper hand by having that extra day and a half, etc. The game plan. Going back to the reason I brought that up, uh, your New York Giants, they had a similar incident with, uh, obviously led by Odell Beckham and Victor Cruz going out to that, to the boat on the beach in Miami the week before. That ended up being a whole distraction throughout the whole week. They, Odell and Victor Cruz played really bad that game, not up to their standards. Do you think we see something similar, or do you think no effect at all on Antonio Brown's performance on Sunday? Yeah, I don't think it's it's going to have any effect at all. The, the Giants thing was more of like, it wasn't just someone clowning around in the locker room after the game. It was literally like players partying it up instead of being concentrating on football, which even though it's an off day, you don't like to see those things. And I think that was, that was a huge distraction. So I don't think this is going to be a distraction to either Antonio Brown or the Steelers. Okay, yeah, I mean, is this, is this just kind of a part of the game now, bigger, like the 
younger players, uh, just the generational type thing. They're all into the social media type thing. And I kind of fall into this at my age. I'm in the millennial kind of age group. And depending on who you ask, you kind of are as well. <laughs> you can get a differing opinion on that. But uh, is this just something that older rigid type coaches are going to have to accept with their star players and kind of just uh, be accepting of? What do you think? Um, to, to some degree, I think more, more rather than accepting, I think you'll see more restrictions from teams on these sorts of things. Uh, you don't see Tom Brady or you don't see Peyton Manning do it, and you don't see like Drew Brees or Cam Newton or even Aaron Rodgers or any of these quarterbacks, the other like top players in the league doing those sorts of things. And, and I think Antonio Brown's learned his lesson. He knew that like. After all the fallout, he understood that it was a dumb thing to do. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. You're. I don't. I don't think it's going to be a problem with quarterbacks. They're usually the type of players that are are doing this type of social media stuff for skill position, running backs, receivers, corners, stuff. Players like that. So, uh, moving forward, uh, do you think you you think more restrictions, coaching wise, like uh, limiting social media? Li- Limiting cell phones from the locker room, keeping cell phones away from the locker room, you think that's going to be instituted more by these uh, top coaches in the league? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's already against league policy, so he's going to get fined um, for doing that by the league. And, you know, it's already um, against league rules to do it during the game. Uh, Players have been caught doing that and fined as well. So, I mean, it's already restricted and. I think it's just going to get reinforced going forward. Okay, uh, getting back to the Patriots, uh, if Brady has another sluggish performance and uh, Patriots end up losing, uh, do you think any thought uh, enters uh, Bill Belichick's mind about their quarterback situation moving forward into the next couple seasons? Um, yeah, I mean, I think at, at, at Tom Brady's age, you got you always got to think about it. Um, and, you know, one game is just one game, but, you know, say he plays well and he wins the Super Bowl, you know, you, no one's going to think a thing for two or three years. But if he if he plays terrible again this week and he starts off next year a little bit sluggish, even a couple of years ago you started saying, you started hearing people, like, hey, it might be time for, for the backup Jimmy Garoppolo to start playing the you know, if he struggles and he starts off the next year struggling, you'll start hearing those things again. But I still think he's got another at least two or three good years in him. Um, and to be honest, you know, I think Belichick understands that as well. Um, so he's not going to pull Tom Brady early. But if he struggles, you know, in this game and he struggles next year, all of next year, then it might, you know, it might be time. All right, definitely. Uh, sorry, go ahead. But not before then, I don't think. Okay, definitely. Uh, get, getting back to the game and uh, my pick uh, now. Said has uh, Pittsburgh plus six, but he has New England winning ultimately 28-24. to 24. Uh, I'm going to go the other way. I, I have New England winning, but I, I think they're going to cover the minus six. I, I just think their offense didn't look too well uh, last week against the Texans, and I think they're playing a inferior defense to the text to that of the Texans and I think they're going to be able to put up more points and you're going to see a little more of that slant uh slot action from uh 
Edelman, Amendola, and then I, I'm, I think Martellus Ben is going to have a good game as well. And Brady's going to have a much better game. I don't see him having <laughs> two sluggish-type performances in a row. And I think the Patriots are going to put up a good amount of points, and I think Pittsburgh will as well. But I'm going to take the Patriots to win by 10. I think they're going to win this one. Uh, I'm going to go New England 38, Pittsburgh 28 in this one. And according to, uh, if everything goes to my picks, there will be a Packers-Patriots rematch from uh, 1990, the 1996 Super Bowl. So if everything goes according to Syed's way, it will be Atlanta reaching the Super Bowl for the first time since 1998 versus the Patriots. So uh should be an exciting set of games. Uh, on another note, Saeed, uh, what, what are your uh, thoughts? So we haven't talked since uh, San Diego officially announced their move to Los Angeles. What do you think ultimately about that decision? Um, you, you know, and I think along with uh, Oakland file papers to move to Las Vegas, and really, I think I don't think San Diego, you know, the Chargers and Spanos wanted to move to LA. Uh, I think it's just that Oak, if they didn't move to to LA, um, Oakland would have, and, and that's really what's forcing them to LA because they didn't have anything going in San Diego, and now I think for two years they're gonna be stuck in a soccer stadium. Holding twenty five, thirty thousand people, which is less than USC, less than college, just like Boise State. It doesn't even feel like it's the NFL when it's twenty five thousand. You know, Lakers almost reached that on an eighty two game basis lately. So it, it it literally feels like they had no plan, and it was a knee jerk reaction without any sort of pre-planning in place. Um, and, you know, and being in that sort of situation, they, they had, they've had they already started losing their fan base in San Diego, and I don't think they're going to get off to a good start in L.A., even though there's a lot of Chargers fans, you know, in the L.A., Orange County area already. But I, I just don't think they're set up for success. Okay, definitely. Yeah, I mean, although I being an LA native, a lifelong re- resident of LA for the, with the exception of the past five months, uh, I definitely do enjoy having two new football teams, and being along with New York City, the only two city major cities in the entire country with two major sports teams in all the four major pro sports leagues. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I think it's going to be a rough ride. It was already a rough ride for the Rams in their first season. We saw the attendance really uh, dwell down and kind of be very sparsely populated towards the end of the, their ra- their season this year. And I think that uh, soccer stadium will re- help out. It'll, the stadium will look full. But, I mean, 30,000, that's kind of like, like you said, it's more like almost like a, the capacity of a basketball stadium and kind of more just like like a base like the smaller type baseball stadiums that hold like 30 to 40 like Fenway Park or Wrigley Field something I mean, like that it's like a mid-level college team even the decent college programs they have 80 to 100,000 people gone um and these big football stadiums none of them are that small so it, like it's not going to feel like a professional NFL stadium 
that, that's pretty much an embarrassment for the league and for the Chargers. Yeah, and then uh, I think a lot of uh, people who come from out of town for the game aren't going to realize how far it is from L.A. as well. It's in a city called Carson. Uh, it's a StubHub stadium. It's actually in a pretty, uh, like, isolated type area. It's not like a very metropolitan type area. I mean, it's, uh, I, I believe... Uh, very, very closely to um, Compton, so have fun for everyone who goes down there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, it's kind of a, in a weird, uh, weirdly located type uh, area um, in in the LA area. So it's going to be uh, quite a hike to get up there for games, but that's only a two-year temporary lag until they move into that stadium and that's being built in Inglewood. So we'll see. I mean, it's kind of a process, and we'll see how fans adjust. So, but it's going to be a lot of interesting changes and a lot of. Uh, a lot of re- kind of revitalization and kind of bump for LA, but uh, ultimately these two f- teams in LA aren't very good at the moment. So if they become better teams and contend more, then hopefully that will ultimately bring fans and and bring more excitement to the LA area for in terms of the NFL, because we know right now uh, USC is still the major football attraction within the Southern California area. So uh, with that being said, Syed, uh, thank you very much for coming on. Always a pleasure having you on and look forward to having you on again soon. Thanks. Uh, definitely looking forward to an exciting uh, week of championship football games and then uh, I think a terrific uh, Super Bowl no matter who wins this week. All right, definitely. And everybody, thank you so much for listening and hope you guys enjoy the games this weekend. And I will be back next weekend for a full preview of Super Bowl 51. Thank you again.